allow me to talk about uh, property value assessments and uh, how we can help folks understand it a little better and let them know that this is this is not a tax increase that that comes from somebody else hey everybody brandon lewis here with tennessee conservative news and i'm joined today by marty haynes who's the assessor of property in Hamilton County, and here he's here to talk about everybody's favorite thing, every conservative's favorite topic, and that's taxes, and particularly property taxes, assessments, things of that nature, because there's a lot of uh, a lot of misinformation out there, and there's also a lot of uh, information that your typical property owner just doesn't know about how uh, values are assessed, etc., and Marty is here to help us clear some of that up. Uh, Marty, thank you so much, buddy, for coming to the program. Hey, Brandon, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate you taking time to uh, out of your schedule to uh, allow me to talk about uh, property value assessments and uh, how we can help folks understand it a little better and let them know that this is this is not a tax increase. That that comes from somebody else. We're just talking about property value. So happy to uh, jump on board with you today. All right. So here's the thing. I guess people get all over the state. Uh, mm -hmm get your assessment notices right and your property is assessed on a cycle and as explain a little bit how the tax bill just generally speaking is calculated and i assume as your property value increases your tax bill increases uh because they're they're tied together the assessment and and the rate are tied together talk a little bit about that and sure. then I've got some follow-up questions on assessed values, and maybe you can shed some light on that as well. Okay. Yeah, I'll be happy to. So once every four years, uh, Hamilton County, each county has its own period, whether they do it four or five years, but Hamilton County has done this every four years since 1989, when uh, at that time, Claude Ramsey was the assessor, and then uh, my predecessor, Bill Bennett, uh, came on board in 1994. So this has been an ongoing process in Hamilton County since 1989. And the one misconception about this, all we do, let me back up, don't go there just yet, Marty, hang on. Um, all we're looking at is value. We are charged by the comptroller of the state of Tennessee in accordance with Tennessee state law to report fair market values over a four-year period. What we do in that four-year period, what we're just ended was year 17, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. We track the four, the sales in those four years for your neighborhood. So if you live on Signal Mountain and somebody lives in East Ridge, your, your values are, are pertinent just to your neighborhood. And if you're within a neighborhood in East Ridge, it's just that particular neighborhood or a neighborhood in Collegedale. It's just your particular neighborhood. It's not even the entire town that you live in um, as far as the values or the sales. We get sales uh, reported to us um, that, are, that are qualified in legal sales, and that's what we base the value off of. Um, in this past year alone, in 2020, home sales, the sales were 11% higher in value than they were in 2019. So that's just one year. That's not even all four years. We are allowed uh, by state law to go all the way back to 17 to arrive at a value, but we've had so many sales in 19 and 20 that we've got uh, we've got plenty of sales to to work with in those those two years. So once that once we get the the, the value, let's talk about countywide since everybody lives in Hamilton County and everybody pays Hamilton County property taxes. 
once, once we arrive at the value increase across the county, whatever the average is, then the tax rate by state law has to reduce by that same percentage. Uh, in 2017, the Hamilton County tax rate decreased by 10%, um, but then there was later a, a tax increase uh, voted in September um, and moved the tax rate back to $2.76 per hundred dollars of assessed value. And I know that's a lot of technical. Well, let's, let's, let's stop and, and let's break this apart. We sure. may be moving too fast. And, and this is essentially the same process that's happening in all 95 counties, correct? Not exactly. There, well, there are about 25 counties this year. It kind of breaks up and goes in cycles. Uh, there, there is a state agency division of property assessments and they're, they're charged with auditing all of the uh, uh, reappraisal plans that are going on across the state. So you can imagine if we had all 95 counties in one I year. See. So it kinda... But it is, even though the, but the, the process, the yes. assessment process, the taxation process. Now talk about how, and here's, I think, where people get confused. And I, sure. I don't know who came up with this system, but it <laughs> seems like a bad one. And I think this is where people get confused. Right. It's this, these stupid assessment values that have no relation to the market value of your home. Correct. That it, is so confusing. Mark. It is, Why, it is. And it's like they, I don't know, at some point they thought if they assessed them real low, people would be happy with it. But then it's just confusing because you get an assessment for $76,000 for a house that's probably worth $325,000. Correct. And then, then if you argue about it, you're like, well, your house actually sold for $325,000. We've only assessed it for seventy five. So it's one of those like, if they just if everything was just assessed at market value and then there was a rate, I think people can understand it. Why why is there this disparity between that has no relationship to market value? I think that's what's so confusing. Right, and that that goes again goes back in history to to the seventies and eighties when when uh, taxation on property kind of evolved from what it was prior to that uh, period of time. And I don't want to go back and and go through the history of the state of Tennessee on property taxes. Um, but it was decided that rather than tax you on your full market value and a percentage, South Carolina is one of those states, you pay a percentage of your market value, and I don't know what their percentages are over there, but it was determined here that the more fair way to do it was to establish your, your market value, and we'll say 100000 for those of us who went to Hickson and uh, public education at Hickson High School, let's say it's $100,000 is your market value you're only going to pay taxes on 25% of that or $25,000 of the value. Okay. And, and So you're only paying taxes on right, 25% on the, on of 25, the market value. 25%. Let me, can I make a suggestion? Yes, sir. This is a suggestion. It's a live suggestion, which will never be taken seriously or used. We, we, are, we are always welcome to suggestions to make the process simpler, I can assure so, you. I think it would be helpful. I mean, because y'all... Once the paper is printed and the paper is in the mail, right? You might as well use as much ink as you can because the postage is paid for, the paper's right. paid for, the ink Correct. is cheap. Yes, sir. On the flip side of that assessment, I'd duplex it. And on the back, I'd put what's the difference between assessed value and market value? Right. Explain what you just explained. And then it, I think that would, because I, I am, you know, 42 years old or 41, my wife will know. <laughs> and, uh, and, and 
I've never heard that. And I've looked at it forever and I'm like, this is confused. I kind of keep up. I'm, I mean, right. not, not as well as, as some people do, but right. it is confusing to people because you see that and then you argue it and then you're like, and it's like well, your, your house actually. So you're only paying taxes on 25%. On 25%. Yes, sir. Okay. So if, if you look at your market value, multiply that by. So if you were going to look at something and, and ask yourself, is the assessment where it needs to be, you look at the market value of your home, but you multiply that by 25% and then compare that to the number on the sheet of paper that was sent to you. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There, and again, we are required. Again, this the assessors of property across the state, our offices are heavily regulated by state law as to what we have to present to the public. And we're required to show the market or current value plus the previous value and the previous assessment plus the current assessment. We have to show all four of those uh, numbers on uh, on the notice when we send it out. So, but we will take your uh, uh, recommendation under advisement. Anything that can make, and, and that, I don't mean that in a light way, anything we can do to make this process simpler and easier to understand, we are we are welcome to do that. We are welcome to, to, to those things or changes can make it easier for the public to understand. Yeah. Cause so you something that would head off a lot of people coming. Yeah. I mean, there's no telling how many times you had the same conversation no. in a, what do you, what do you call it when you um, say, I don't think this is right. Is the appeals? Well, we have a market review. I mean, if you, once you get your notice, if you call us, we call it a market review. And then if you, if we still disagree, um, you go to the appeal process, but we, we can refer to it as appeals all the way through. It's it, okay. So there's a, there's a market review, it's, then there's an appeal process, but that, right. that's interesting because I just never knew it because I, I got my two or sure. three. I, I've got a, a building here in Chattanooga. I've got a home in Chattanooga and I've got some land up on Signal we're building on. Okay. And um, I got my little pieces of paper and I look at the value. Model. Well, I know it went up, but this is definitely not what my house is worth. And it's confusing. Right. And there's, no, there's nothing on there describing that this is until I talk to you, I'd never know. Right. So um, in your job, in your role, all of the assessor of properties, uh, what do y'all operate under? And by that, I mean, there's some Tennessee code, Correct. there's some rules, there's some governing organizations, and, right. and you're kind of like, you just deliver the mail. Correct. I mean, not to figuratively speaking, like you don't write the law, you don't set the tax code, you don't, you're just there to take $4 million to administer the assessment of all properties right. and to yes, get sir. the notices out so that right. people know what their assessment is, correct? Yes, sir. And Brandon, in any industry, it doesn't matter if you're selling tires or if you're selling computers or, or whatever industry, if you're making chemicals, there are industry standards that you have mm -hmm. to meet that are pretty much pretty broad across the nation. And, and we follow that as too. There's a thing called the Appraisal Institute and there are are uh, uh, guidelines and manuals and directives and all those things. And it refers to that in state law about the different manuals and different things that we have to follow or appraisal standards is how it's usually re referred to. And uh, it'll say industry appraisal standards that we must follow. And those things are, uh, again, more detail and down in the weeds, but we'll, we'll go as deep as you want to go on those. But that, when, when we do a neighborhood, and this is one example, there's most folks think of an appraisal when they go to buy their home, you know, they're going to borrow $300,000, you mentioned that number a minute ago, to purchase a home and the bank or the mortgage company or the lending institution will send out an appraiser to look at the property and say, yeah, they can borrow, you know, this home or this property is worth $300,000 and they go from there. We don't have the dollars to do that, to do that to do an appraisal that way, 
our budget would need to be 50 or $60 million. And I yeah. think taxpayers would prefer that additional ref those additional tax dollars be spent on roads and schools and, and uh, uh, public safety rather than appraisers going out to, to go to folks' homes individually. Now we do go to every home at least twice in a four year period. We're, and when we say go to it, that does not mean that we go in. Again, state law prohibits us from entering your home unless you ask us in. And in today's world, particularly with liabilities of today's world, you don't want us in and we don't necessarily want to be in your home unless it is absolutely necessary. And we do go in from time to time, but it's not something that we do on a regular basis. So um, talk a little bit about how the assessment is de determined sure. based upon market value. And then you talk about neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. um, is, is that some kind of combined radius? Is it what what you know, what what is a neighborhood and obviously you have different homes that sell right um, so how like for example you get all this aggregate sales data yes sir for homes that are in certain areas there's probably some things like square footage and maybe acreage and whatever but without killing everybody with with but just I don't know if you're if you're watching if you watch this damn far on property tax assessment, you're probably going to watch to the end, right? So probably here we go. so, right. Probably exactly. so. Some, some real property assessment nerds out there wanting to watch this. So the um, the well, so you, hey, you're a very entertaining guy. I'm just a dull, dry assessor. You're, well, you're, well, you're you're, entertainment you're, in the face. If I'm, if I'm the standard for entertainment, we're <laughs> in trouble. Um, so so how does that work though? You get the data in. Yes, sir. And then you have to adjust values in a neighborhood. Like, kind of talk a little bit about mathematically to, to the degree that somebody can understand, how does that happen? Right, and you're right, you were on the right track. We do it by neighborhood. Now, neighborhoods, If let, let's use East Ridge, a very condensed bedroom neighborhood, bedroom town. I mean, there are a lot of homes in East Ridge and they're, they're, they're close together. Neighbor, they're, they're more defined by streets, not so much by neighborhoods. Um, True. If you go to Ottawa now, we it's have more subdivisions. Yeah, um, subdivision. Yeah. So I'm in Brainerd, which is kind of like East Ridge across the street, right. and I'm on the, I'm in the nice part of Brainerd, which is right. like, like the little strip that runs along the access road with the bookends are kind of like Moore Road and Germantown, yes, so that everything right. over is. But if you go yeah. over Brainerd Road, the values are completely different. That is correct. And as you go further up north. Northmore Road, there, there are different pockets of, of neighborhoods or homes that are similar in type, age, description, and size. That's kind of what we look for. And when you're in a Brainerd area, you know, you, you have pockets that you have to work within. And then when you get like, again, when you get out to East Brainerd, Appleson, Ottawa, uh, Hicks and Saudi Daisy, whatever, you have more subdivisions, you know, this is the Hidden Harbor, or this is Seven Lakes or Flagstone or whatever, some of the other neighborhoods across the um, across the county are. So, so that's a lot easier to understand, meaning like yes. if your assessment's inside a subdivision, there's one way in, there's one way out or two ways in, and yeah, a lot of right. the homes are kind of homogenous. But then like, for example, in Brainerd, the roads up and down Belvoir and Germantown, which are probably the first ones ever constructed there, are nicer right. and they're more palatial. Uh, right. It was probably a nicer, at, at a time, there probably wasn't all the traffic that there is now there. But then you get in and some of the homes are nicer. And then as you get in newer, that they, they change. Right. So how do you, I mean, if, when you've got those weird mixed neighborhoods that aren't defined as well, I mean, how, how in the world do you? And again, it goes to, let's say the Belvoir area, 
you know, between the, uh, the, the North Terrace and Brainerd Road. So you've got Belvoir. Those homes are all kind of similar in shape and size. Not exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're not cookie cutter homes, but they, you know, when you're in that area. And then as you drift, move further east, you come to a more standard home. So we have, we, we move, we call that a standard home. And then we have residential property is what we call the Brainerd area. And that's just, or the Belvoir area. So that makes it, we, we kind of blend it in that way. And it, at some point you kind of cross over and you've got those overlapping just a little bit. So when you're, when you're getting this data, I'm going to get, I'm just going to, cause I'm a, a business consultant by trade. Sure. So these are the type of right. questions I ask. I'm always curious right. about business processes. Do you have like a, a map and it has little borders around it? And, and then the things that are sold within that border go into some kind of average. And if those borders basically been right, all the established neighborhoods, are they kind of like pre-drawn? And then for the ones that are new, they get drawn new. Right. You are, you are, you are very smart, sir. That's exactly the way it works. And what we do is we do the exterior of the home. We do square, square footage driven. Now we, in the newer homes that, that we're able to measure, we know it's got four bedrooms and two and a half baths and a two-car garage or whatever. Um, and the other homes in the Belvoir area or East Ridge or, or parts of Lufton City or wherever, we know that those homes were all basically two, three-bedroom homes, one, one-and-a-half bath or a two-bath uh, two home. So we, you kind of know. You work this area. I mean, we've got folks in this office that have been here through some as many as every appraisal since 1989. So they, and they've worked in the same area. So you, you're familiar with the homes and, and where the activity is, you know, when there's a change on the home. Um, now we have some, some folks that have been with us for just a couple of years and they're partnered with those more senior appraisers to work with them. And, uh, you know, I hate to say kind of learn the ropes, but it yeah. is a learning process as you go through this. You don't learn it all in, in, in a year, it does take a couple of couple of years to learn everything. But once you go through a reappraisal, you know a lot more about what's going on than when when you started, for sure. So, things get sold, um, and right now Hamilton County is on a four or a six year cycle. You said four. we're on a four year. On a four year, we'll be on a four year as long as I'm here, unless we move to a two year. So. Okay, so we're on a four year cycle. So. And right now, obviously, people's home values are, are going up because there's mm -hmm. short supply right. and all kinds of different reasons for that. Um, so you get these assessments out there, and essentially, you're unless you're in an area that's not experiencing a lot of growth, or unless it's a low demand area, right. I mean, right. or if you're in a place that like there's just not a lot of homes, maybe it's a rural area. Right. Um, do you see that? that homes that are in more condensed areas where the turnover is higher in the sale, that those tend to appreciate more in assessed value simply because there are more transactions and then places where there are fewer transactions, it does not climb as high. How does that work? Sometimes that, it, that is the case. Um, and, and if you'll remember North Chattanooga, let's say a decade to 15 years ago, not the hot, hottest real estate market in Chattanooga. Now it is because why the folk real estate dollars were going there because it was a good investment. You could buy property or existing homes cheaper than you could in other places in yeah. East Brainerd or Ottawa or Signal Mountain or wherever the case may be. What we've seen in the last four year period is East Ridge is that hot spot where folks are going in and buying property 
And we've had a lot of calls from East Ridge and rightfully so because their values overall in that city have gone up about 35%. And it is, we had 400 home sales, just for instance, to go back to, to, to or stay on the home sales and how it, how it works. We've had a lot of home sales in East Ridge and that's just from Interstate 75 west to South Seminole or to the tunnel or to the ridge, whatever you want, however you want to refer to that. And south of Interstate 75, we've had 400 sales just in 2020. And so from everything we can find out, that's a record in East Ridge and folks were paying, they're way overpaying for the value of what those homes were in 2017. But the market is just, it's, it's just incredibly hot in East Ridge right now because folks see that, that real estate values or home prices there are, are less than what they were in other areas. And that's, um, so investors- Let me ask you for a hot tip. Okay. And ask Marty for a, for a hot tip here. Yeah. So if you're going to, where's the up and coming area? This is not why people are watching, but if you're going to put no. some money, like not, not inflated, sure. like where, do you, where do you think it's going or where do you see the first signs? Because like, for example, I, I bought in Brainerd 14 years ago. I've been in the same home. Uh, okay. We're building up on Signal Mountain. I picked a great time to build. You know, yeah. Dirt. yeah, yeah. Material costs are not very high right now. You really got, got in on the, on the and ground. You know, labor is so easy to easy to find because it's not like the federal government is is subsidized yeah. people to sit on their ass at home or anything. No. Um, so it's you know, it's easy, but labor's plentiful. You know, materials right. are cheap. So I'm building right now in a great great time. And uh, but if you're going to look, look, where do you think the new hot spot is? Where do you think that not the currently hot, but about to be hot? And we get, and I get that question often from friends. I bet that you are, do. I bet that's well, like the number and, one and, question. And, you and get. it's a fair question. I mean, folks that, that are savvy investors, they want to know, or they're looking for home values that are, uh, they're not as high as they could be right now. And so they're looking for that. And I, my standard answer is, if I know that you're six months too late, and that's usually about the case. But going back to North Chattanooga, as, as folks have moved into that area, and not that they're, they're, there haven't been home sales there in the last few years, but it's bleeding over into the White Oak area, uh, into Red Bank. You're going to see that. And as you move further up Hickson Pike into the Stewart Heights area, and as you get closer to Highland Plaza and start moving up maybe Norcross Road or, or those areas of, of Hickson, some of the older areas of Hickson where I live uh, in the Highland Plaza area, that's, that's where you're going to see. I mean, that's what we're seeing right now. We've had some real interesting uh, home sales as far as purchase price that folks are willing to pay for some of those homes. And we kind of scratch our head like, wow, we didn't see that that area coming. Red in White Oak, there were some new home developments or, or uh, uh, new homes built in, in the White Oak area um, in the last four years. And there's more coming in that area. So, so let me, uh, switching gears to commercial. Sure. But you didn't expect all this. Uh, so that's switching okay. Gears, no. Switching gears to commercial. Um, I have this what I would refer to affectionately is this piece of crap building that I mm -hmm. run my office out of. I mean, it's just like an old CMU building. I mean, there's nothing special about it at all. And it's off, it's immediately off the Ross Boulevard exit, which luckily they, they tore down, uh, they tore down the strip bar, uh, <laughs> that the, 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 the palace of nudity over here yeah. at my office and, uh, the Palomino club and the adult novelty shop, uh, and they then they not that that didn't help my values and they put in a Kubota dealership that's probably millions of dollars which is very helpful I do, I do remember so, that that took place that's right it's, yep. it's getting better right here next to me and yeah. so there's only so many exits in Chattanooga and I'm right off of it like if you don't start turning quickly 
Um, so I'm hoping, you know, I know that this is already appreciated because I bought it. I bought my house too high, but right. I bought this in the recession. So I, I got a much better deal on this one. Right. But how do commercial rates work? Because this thing is not, does not seem to be worth nearly as much as my home at the time that I bought it, but the tax rates on it okay. are exorbitantly right. high. It, is uh, there a different rate for a commercial building than a residential? Yes, 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 sir. Um, commercial properties are valued. You pay taxes on 40% of the value, whereas on your residential property, you pay on 25%. So that's why you see this. Now, listen, that needs to go on the back of the assessment. I don't, why am I getting this as news? I'm getting I don't this know. news. I'm breaking news to myself. It's terrible. <laughs> well, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I can help a little bit on that. So, because I was always wondering, like, why am I getting taxed at the yin yang for this crappy yeah. building? And meanwhile, I mean, I, 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 I assume yeah. that my house is worth more money. Right. So it's 25% on a home and right. it's 40% on a commercial building. Yes, sir. And that's if you own a railroad, run, that's why you need to run your office secretly out of your house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want a railroad, it's at fifty-five percent in hospitals. So anyway, well, I was about to build a railroad to a hospital, so I'm glad I didn't do that stuff. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, all right. So, Marty Haynes, nor any assessor of property, is responsible for the tax rate. Now, explain to me this moving this this adjustment between yes, the tax rate and the right. assessment because that gets right. equally confusing it does because you pay more taxes but the rate goes down but your assessment goes up but i mean a tax increase is a tax increase if you pay more taxes but the, the tax increase is being driven by the assessed value not the rate talk to me about the relationship between the rate and the assessment and, right. and how that works yeah the uh, so once once all the notices and we're we still have about thirty thousand to send out at this point. We but we've sent most of them out. Um, and so once once we've heard all the appeals from everyone, we, we will calculate if there's reductions in those those values. Um, whatever the overall increase is for Hamlin County, if it's a twenty five percent increase in value, the tax rate must by state law be reduced by 25%. That's where I was going earlier with that. And if you remember, uh, David Copeland, who was in the state legislature, passed a law. He led the effort to pass a law. It's called Truth and Taxation Law. And it, it makes local governments, it makes our local legislative bodies, whether it's city council, county commission, or uh, if you've got a city commission in your, in your town, they have to raise the tax rate to get more revenue. This is a revenue neutral program. Hamilton County, Ch City of Chattanooga, they will have the same dollars to operate off of next year that they had this year, exclusive of new growth. If somebody's building new homes or building a new business somewhere, it's not just, it's not existing properties. It's got to be brand new. So this is a revenue neutral program, and it was is intended as such, and uh, not intended, but it is uh, it is a revenue neutral program, and that gets lost in the weeds and has not been explained very well over the years, but it is a revenue neutral program. So when folks, and 90% of the phone calls we get, Brandon, about my taxes are gonna go up. Well, that's not necessarily true. If your tax rate, if your value increases by only 20%, well, you may save a little money in tax dollars next year. Now, if you go up by 30%, yeah, you possibly could pay a few dollars more, but not, not the full 30%, maybe a small percentage. So let's say that there were only 1,000 homes for the, okay. for the sake of a simple argument. Let's say there were only 1,000 homes in right. Chattanooga. Yes, sir. And let's say that those those 1,000 homes generated $1 million in property tax value. Mm -hmm. if, if the value of those 
homes went up 25%. Right. And if that would mean that the rate would have to go down by 25%. Yes, so the amount of taxation spread among those homes would still only be a million dollars. Correct. You are you are absolutely on track. So that does that mean that some people are, are paying more taxes that year and then some people are paying less? Less. That is, you are exactly right. Typical what we're seeing right now, and and we're pretty close. I mean, we have a pretty good idea what the final numbers is. About 70% of the homes in Hamilton County are gonna see either they're either gonna pay the same or pay less in taxes than what they did last year. Now there's there are some, and it, when you look at it. It's, it's those properties, and we, we call it properties because sometimes you get vacant. I mean, when you, if you're building new homes on vacant land or you've owned land for a long time and you mm -hmm. decide to do whatever with it, um, there, there's an increase there. So those folks will could pay a little more. Yes, sir. That's okay. Possible. So that makes a lot more sense. And so if the, if the county ends up with $1.1 million, it's because there's, you know, there were 100 new properties that were built that previously were not. Right. Or, or there was a tax increase. The tax rate was increased. It was raised. And that would have from, to be increased by the county commissioner. That is correct. Yes, sir. And when was the last tax increase in Hamilton County? That was in 2017, uh, September the, 6th of 2017. Okay. And who signed that into law? Was it the county mayor? No, the county mayor has to sign it. So that'd that be Jim Coppinger. That would be Jim. That's an odd thing for a Republican to do. That sounds like something like a Rhino Republican would do. Would be well, taxes. we had, uh, uh, and I, I don't want to get, I'm, I'm friends with all the county commissioners. We had five well, Republicans. Yeah, it's just, it's just had, an unusual thing to raise taxes as Republican. Yeah, we had five, uh, um, five yes votes, five Republican yes votes, and three Democrat yes votes on that, on that vote last time mm -hmm. in 2018. So, keep closed circuit transmission to primary voters out there watching. If somebody's raised your taxes once as Republican, you probably need to find a different person in the primary. That's just always been my opinion. If you can't get by with the taxation that you got right now, then they never talk about cutting. There's never any severe cut, but there's always a lot of raising. So, you know, at any rate. Um, so other things about taxation that are often confused or mm -hmm. things that you think people need to know about that they don't as we close out. Yeah, one thing, and so we're at a very high period in value. I mean, values have been increasing over the last four years. That's that's a given. I mean, anybody that's paying attention or your neighbor sold his home or her home for more than what you would have expected. I mean, the home behind me just sold for $245,000, and I'm scratching my head like, wow, that's simply amazing. So folks need to remember, if we have a downturn, let's say in 23, that we've had all of 21 and all of 22, home sales, home values start to, to move downward. Um, they have the right to appeal. I mean, that 209-7999, that's a number folks need to remember, 209-7999 to call us now. But in the future, in, let's say in 23 or 24, they can call us and we review that. And if sales are trending down, then there will be a decrease in your value. Once we set these values, and this is a tough part um, for folks is once these values are set in, in 21, they're held through the end of 2024, December 31st of 24. So if there's a huge increase in the market, you're still paying the 21 value. And if there's a decrease in the market between 21 and the end of 24, you need to call us. We can't arbitrarily increase and we can't arbitrarily decrease it during that four-year period just because the market, you know, trends are going that way. We have to have uh, we have to have sales that uh, uh, to report that, that are showing things going down. 
and the, the burden, unfortunately, again, by state law, and I don't want to point fingers at Nashville. My fiance is a state rep, so I don't want, I don't want to point fingers at, at them too much, but um, the burden of proof is on the property owner to bring to us, hey, sales in my neighborhood are down, and here's the, here's the information to, to uh, confirm that. Well, I wanted to brag on, on your uh, fiance because she is uh, responsive to inquiries from the district. Some of our, our elected officials like Todd Gardenhire, for example, you know, we've asked him questions about this migrant detention center that's right in his backyard. We can't get anybody to respond to us. I mean, it's almost, oh, wow. as if, wow. I, mean, it, I mean, it's a big story. It's a breaking story. It's right in this district and sure. we get crickets. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's fine. You can be quiet as long as you want to, but and, I mean, it's just, it's just an unusual thing. Uh, you know, I, will, have, I will brag on Esther in this regard, and this is this is her this is her greatest trait. She served as a bed bedside nurse for 25 years, and when that patient needed help and needed assistance, there wasn't anybody to turn to except the nurse, and she takes that responsibility as well as an East Ridge City Council member and as well as a state rep. Does she get to everybody as quickly as they want her to? No, but she does yeah. her but I mean, to respond to folks. So. so yeah. you know, Todd, mail us a letter whenever you can get around to it. You know, maybe maybe put it in a bottle, drop it in the Chickamauga Creek. Maybe somebody will find it and bring it to me. Who knows? Well, uh, Marty, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you shedding some lights on that. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in three. Obviously, if you, it's important, say it three times, right? Yeah. I think I think on the flip side. Yeah. Of that of that sheet of paper. Right. I'd flip it over, and there's two things I'd do. Number one, I'd have a frequently asked questions. On right. the back. Right. And number two, I'd have some kind of link that's very short e URL that's easy to understand. And I would, I'd go, I'd write a video script that's about five minutes long. I would go to Fiverr or I'd go to Upwork and I'd have an animated explainer video put together. There, there is one. Where they draw little cartoons and it's like, this is how your property value works. Yeah, and, and there, there is a, we do have that loaded on our website now from, uh, it's from the comptroller's office. It's not even five minutes. It's only two minutes. It's a quick explanation of reassessment or reappraisal, whichever term you want to use, and your property taxes, how it works. It's, it's a great little video. I'll make sure we send it to you. You can put it up on your site. Uh, it, it comes from the comptroller's office. Well, I'll, what we'll do when we post this video, if you email it to me yeah. and remind me, we'll, Put okay. it underneath in the article, and we'll have you know the, we'll put that video too, so that people right. can get it. Because I like I learned a lot today. I did not know, okay. and so when people see the problem is when the, that a notice goes out, the only thing people think is I'm gonna pay more taxes. That's exactly right. And ninety percent of the phone calls we get, Brandon, are about my taxes are gonna go up. And once we talk to them about the certified tax rate and how values go up, tax rate comes down. It, it things uh, uh, things work out much better for us. And, and but let me ask you another question. Um, yeah. You're not able to put, so you send out the assessments. Correct. And it says, this is not a tax bill. Right. Which it's not, but it, it looks like it's just, it's going to go up. I mean, just a, you sure. just see numbers go up, so you think. Right. Is there some reason why your projected tax bill amount is not shown on there along with the assessment? Is it because that is determined at some later date after all the appeals yes. come out or what? Right, that you are absolutely right, and we don't. I had somebody ask me that the other day, a, a, a locally elected person. Well, why don't you just put on there that there's not going to be a tax increase? Well, we don't know that because we don't vote on the tax rate 
you know, your city council or county commissioner, they vote on the tax rate and we, we don't have control over what, what they're going to do with that. So um, that's, it, it would be great if we could do that. Um, but we, we just don't want to make that statement that it's not going to, there's not going to be a tax increase because we don't, we don't control that. That's, that's controlled elsewhere. So. Wow. This has been a very educational. I can yeah. almost, ex I could explain to somebody <laughs> now how the assessed value of their home works and yeah. how the, the tax bills work. I never knew it before. It's all a mystery yeah. to me. So I appreciate you coming over here and sure. explaining that. And for those of you who uh, really like dull tax talk, and I know there's a lot of you out there. Yeah. If you if you appreciate conservative journalism, if you'll go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com uh, and if you'll hit that little support button, uh, we will send you two proud Tennessee conservative bumper stickers. And uh, the state state officials love that I hand this out. I mean, it's probably their favorite thing. And it is a directory of all uh, state senators and reps. So if they're voting on something in, in Tennessee, because our subscribers are all over the state, sure. uh, you can email them or call them here. They love hearing from them, especially when they're voting in committee and subcommittee when nobody really knows what's going on except for us. We report on that boring stuff because yeah. God knows the liberal Times Free Press and other uh, publications, they, they're not going to tell you when something's not conservative. They'll only tell you after something liberal has passed right. and how awesome it is. So we got two two little two little publications uh, that focus on conservative news in our state. We're outnumbered eighty to one, and so if you appreciate conservative journalism, go hit that support button. And uh, if you give fifty dollars or more, we'll send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. And if you take one of Marty's tax assessments, if the value has gone up on your home, and if you put it in this tumbler, and if you shake it up and you dump it out, your assessment will actually go down. It has magical properties magical properties. Uh, so do donate $50 or more and we'll send that to you. Uh, Marty, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming here. Yeah, thank you for having me on. And yes, we talked about neighborhoods here in Hamilton County, but the information as to how the process works applies across the state. Like we said earlier, there are roughly 25 counties across the state that are in a reappraisal uh, year this year in 2021. Brandon, I, I appreciate you taking time. I know you've got a lot of other uh, topics that, uh, uh, they're not more important to me because this is my job, but uh, that are that are hot topics these days. And I, I appreciate you taking time and having me on today. Well, thank you, Marty. This is Brandon Lewis with the Tennessee Conservative News. Uh, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, subscribe to our newsletter. I'll see you next time. Take care.